What's going on, Drinking Boys? Brand new podcast coming right at you. But you know what we got to do first? We got to talk about those things that generate a little revenue for the show and some other stuff. Why not? I survived another birthday. Woohoo. Did not drink myself to death over the weekend. Not for lack of trying. Thank you for everyone who sent in birthday wishes and all that fun stuff. Anyways, on to the actual ads. This week, and always, we're brought to you by the Patreon at patreon.com slash Slayer. Support the show for as little as $3 a month. Less than the cost of a beer. And for a little bit more, just a little bit more, you get all the video versions early and uncensored. You get the audio ad free. You get the other bonus content I make as I get around to it. More of that to come soon. So please support the show at patreon.com slash Slayer. We are also brought to you this week by the merch store at awd.net slash merch. Get yourself a hat, a shirt, some rad and now we drink merch. All of it available in the merch store right now. I have some new ideas coming down the pipe. Hopefully I will design those in the coming weeks. AWD.net slash merch. Last but certainly not least, we are brought to you by our friends at Casa Nica. Casa Nica is a wellness brand. Yeah, that, that's what we'll say to not get demonetized. The kind of wellness that vibrates, if you get my gist. Go to casa-anika.com today and use promo code AWD for 15% off. And if you spend over 100 there's free shipping within the continental United States. Last but certainly not least, the two easiest ways you can support this podcast are both free. First one, go to youtube.com slash and now we drink and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Why would you not do that? The video versions are amazing, if I do say so myself. Being able to see my guests and all the shenanigans, all the stupid facial expressions, it's top tier. The other super easy way to support the show is signal boost, share posts, tell your friends about the show. Troll me on Instagram. That seems to be popular. Let's get on with the show. My guest this week. Returning after almost two years, I think. I'd have to look. It's late. This is the one and only Allison Ray. This episode definitely went all over the place. You could definitely see both Allison and my ADD going full, full swing. About 90 minutes into the show, I just completely lose control of this. It becomes Allison's show at that point. She's just in charge. But we get on some uh, pretty, pretty serious topics. Sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy Drinking Buddies. Also, what the hell's going on? I have a mason jar. You do? I love a mason jar. <laughs> well, happy I could provide one. <laughs> They're just so cute. They got a little handle, and it's like, I don't know. Makes me feel like an old-timey cowboy or something if I'm going to drink Jack and Coke out of a mason jar. Look at you having me fact-checking shit in the first 30. I, wouldn't, I don't think anyone ever thinks of you as an old-timey cowboy. Well, I go line dancing. They probably should. That's, that's not old-timey. Is it not, though? I don't know when your line dancing was invented. Hmm. I feel like it was probably a lot longer time ago than you would think. I don't know. 
looking this up. Look at you having me fact-checking shit in the first 30 seconds of the show. <laughs> you need an assistant to be to, to, to do this for you. <laughs> I need a Jamie. Is that who's Jamie? Rogan's assistant. I was gonna say, is that right? I was like, I know Rogan has an assistant. Yeah. I don't know his name. Like, I don't Jamie, listen to Jamie, put that him. on screen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't listen to him enough. Like I, you know, I've heard like the things that go viral or when it comes up on TikTok or whatever. But the 1950s is not that old. You know what? That's what that was like two lifetimes ago for me. So like I would call that an old timey cowboy. Fair, fair. Uh, I want to say in 1961, the San Francisco Stomp meets the definition of a line dance. During the disco music era of the 70s, numerous new dance styles emerged, including many line dances choreographed to disco songs. Interesting. So it started with disco. Well, 1950s is definitely pre-disco. So, like, disco may have appropriated the line dance. Maybe they mean disco by, like, because you know how, like, uh, I want to say it's, like, in oh, in Spanish. I'm pretty sure, like, the word for nightclub is, like, discotheque. Yeah. Yeah, so like maybe disco just in like music, not like actually like disco music, question mark? According- Do they hate slurping noises? Do I care? I don't know. It's just like, a, we'll have an ASMR episode. Why does everyone want that? Why? Oh, because I love ASMR. I'm just going to sit here and slurp for the people that like tingles for slurping. I feel like half the industry, they see these mics and they're like, ASMR. <laughs> ASMR. Have you listened to any ASMR? Mm, a little. What have you listened to? I couldn't tell you. Well, okay. So are, are you watching like YouTube videos of it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what are they doing in the YouTube videos? They're talking really softly. Okay. So they're talking really softly. Which I hate most. I don't know why I'm doing it. Okay. So <laughs> now I'm going to talk really softly just so you have to deal with it. Thank you, Allison. <laughs> Thank you. Let me turn your headphones back up and get real loud. <laughs> so, so I like the ASMRs that are um, like personal attention, or like they're role playing, like they're putting makeup on you, or like giving you like a facial, or like playing with your hair or something. So they're like it's like personal attention. Um, and there's some ASMR where like people are like eating, so they're making different eating sounds there's some triggers that are literally like that way i will take asmr over an orgasm any that shit so i'm like what kind of asmr were you listening to some hot girl whispering okay well i can't help you there maybe you just didn't find the right kind of asmr because it is lovely i'll just sit it's like it's like a full body orgasm you're missing out i'm telling you I would rather just have an actual full body orgasm. Honestly, I feel like if you had experienced ASMR, you would not feel that way. I will take ASMR over an orgasm any day. Well, I hate to break this to you. You probably get more orgasms, you know, per capita than I do. So, uh, all right. I guess that's that is fair. That's fair. And ASMR is the shit. <laughs> like, besides that, ASMR is still awesome. <laughs> no matter, you know. The numbers here. <laughs> ASMR is awesome. It is. I think, you know what? More guys would be, uh, what's the, I, there's a phrase that I'm trying to think of and on my, like it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it. You know, it would like, oh, something, something along the lines of, it would behoove them to watch these ASMR videos of the personal attention and like see how, especially the girls, when the girls are, like, talking to you and making eye contact and playing with your hair. Just fucking, like, watch those, take notes, and, like, do it for your girl. Like, 
Or like when they do the little massages and like scalp massages. You know what's the most annoying thing is about a man giving you a massage? The only time a man is ever giving me a massage is a professional. So all right, well, and they're and they're good because like you they're know, professionals. They're professionals, and they're going to you know give you the full length time. When a man tries to like massage your feet or like whatever, ninety percent of the time it's going to be like less than five minutes, and you're like, why did you start touching me if you were going to stop that quickly? Because he wants to put his penis inside. You. I know, but that's not the point. I mean, it is to him. I know, but the thing is. You, if we're dating, you would get laid so much more often. If you gave me like, we'll call it platonic pleasure, um, than trying to massage me with an end goal because I can feel that energy from you and it's not fucking attractive. Well, I agree. But also foot massages aren't platonic to quote Pulp Fiction. And I get under the desk and I'm going to give you a blowjob. It's okay. That is fair. But like any kind of massage, I fucking hate I fucking hate when I can feel that a guy's like trying to loosen me up for sex. And I'm like, if I want to suck your dick, I'm going to suck it. I'm not going to suck it because you gave me a massage. Like give me a massage because you care about me because you want me to feel good. The same way that when I like, when you're on, you know, your fucking video games on your computer with your buddies on discord and I get under the desk and I'm going to give you a blowjob. It's because I love you and I want you to feel good. That's the kind of energy that I want when I'm getting a massage from a man. Whoa, whoa. If you're doing that, you just want him to lose the match. Well, I mean, I have multiple motives here, but. <laughs> that wasn't a no. That was definitely <laughs> not a no. Did you for trying to make them horny? That was definitely not a no. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what can I say? I'm honest. But, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want a man to touch me with the intention of trying to get into my pants because I can fucking feel it. Like if I'm horny, I, like a massage is not going to make me horny. Stop, stop giving your girls massages to make them horny. It just makes them annoyed at you for trying to make them horny. Just give them massages because you care about them. And then she'll probably have sex with you because she cares about you too. What's worse? The five minute massage to try to get into sex or three licks and then trying to get into sex? Oh, the massage, 100%. Okay. No, the three licks is like fine because like sometimes no you know the reason it's you heard the word fine right that doesn't actually mean it's fine i know it's fine and the reason it's fine is because if you're doing a three licks i'm assuming you're just trying to get it wet you're not trying to get me like any pleasure and that's the thing with just three licks i'm not getting worked up to the point i can get disappointed like i haven't felt it yet so if it's three licks and then you're trying to get it in i'm like ah thank you for getting it wet already of my body count you know Fair, fair. Yeah. But that is also something that only civilian guys do. I've never had a porn guy do like a three licks and do it. Like they understand the importance of like actually taking the time to arouse a woman and then have her vagina like open up and you know, like every, all the juices start flowing. Everything's good. It's only civilians that will like do the three licks and then put it in. Well, yeah, but the majority of the world is civilians. Uh, mecha mechanical, not the majority of my body count. Ooh la la. <laughs> Statistically, there are more civilians than there are. Of course. Workers. Absolutely. I'm just saying, professionals are professionals for a reason. Well, yeah, yeah, this is true. This is very true. And because they're professionals, they may, not, they may do it even if they don't enjoy it. They're just like, this is part of the work. Yeah. I, you know, there is a, a, a mechan mechanical aspect to, like, male performers' um, way about going about sex, so... I'm sure, yes, part of the work, exactly. As I've said many times on record, 
you need a special mindset to be male town. It's like, bro, go fuck that brick wall. Okay, I'll go fuck that brick wall. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. If I was a dude, I would have got like, I would have failed like my first scene or two and been out. There's There's no way. There's a reason I never wanted the job. You're a smart man. I wouldn't go that far. You're smarter than a lot of the guys that think they can do porn and ask incessantly how they get in. Well, yes. (laughs) Most people are just thinking with their penis. They're just like, oh my God, someone will pay me to fuck that person that I masturbate to all the time. That's exactly how it works. You're going to make me put disclaimer text at the bottom of the screen, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) That's not how this works. (laughs) In any way, shape, or form. (laughs) Does not work like that at all. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Some dude's like, that's all it takes? I'm in. Thank you, Allison. Thank you for justifying my fucking Dunning-Kruger effect. I got this. <laughs> Good job, Allison. Good job. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. I'm just well, going to make you, I'm giving you all the work for this episode. Oh, no, no. That one I'll just leave as is. And <laughs> let them DM slide you being like, oh, I could fuck you well enough to be a performer. Mm. You know, who was it? I think it was Barrett Blade. I really think it was Barrett Blade. He said the smartest thing. Like, I was like, oh, that's what I should say. You know, and it's unfortunate because a lot of people who are asking how to get in the industry, they are sliding into your DMs. But back in the day, it would be, you know, guys would recognize like a Barrett Blade out and about in the world and uh, go up to him and be like, oh, I want to perform. Like, how do I get in the industry? And he would say like, okay, get your dick out and get it hard right now. I'd be like, oh. Here? Like, yes, fucking here in front of all these people. Like, that's what it fucking takes. Like, you know, and it's so funny because I posted this on TikTok. Uh, God, I had to be like three years ago. And, you know, the, the the general like incel responses were, well, that's illegal, like, because it's in a public place. I'm like, you know that we're not, like, most most production that happens is not happening legally because nobody's following, what is it called? Section B? Uh, Prop D. Prop. Whoa, what's Prop D? No, it's Prop B, Prop B. Prop B. No, Prop? 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 There's something, it's something B. I thought it was Section B. No, no, it's prop, It's Proposition B. Maybe it used to be Prop, but now it's something else. Because I, I, I know there was Prop 60. And well, then, 60 was statewide. Yes. B is just the LA County. Mm. So technically, if you go up to Ventura County, we don't have to wear condoms. Yes, I know that. Yeah, what is it called? It was Proposition B. Huh. I've definitely heard maybe it called I'm, something else now. Uh, hold on. Maybe I'm just wrong. You're just remembering it from when they put it to a vote. <laughs> measure B. It is measure, measure B. Measure B. Okay. Prop 60 measure B. Yes. Yes. I was like, that doesn't sound right. But yes. Okay. So measure B. So like, yeah, most of the things we're shooting are not technically legal because of measure B. Um, so if you want to like put legality into it, like. They're like, I don't want to go to jail. Well, you could go to jail fucking working on a porn set, so... It'll be on OSHA fine. I don't think it'll be jail. I think it depends on the set and maybe how they're caught. Because, I, you know what? They had me fuck in, like, a, a clothing store with glass windows on Ventura Boulevard, like, at night. So there's tons of people walking outside, definitely kids, and glass windows, and it's all lit the fuck up inside the store. I'm, I definitely could have gotten arrested for doing that. Well, yeah. So, like, got it. Yes. Get your dick out, get it hard, and then maybe we'll give you the job because that is what it takes. Yeah. Well, and I tell people all the time, because people even DM slide me to ask how to get in. <laughs> 
Start a podcast. <laughs> That's not how I got in. <laughs> Shit. How did you get in? You never heard this? Like, uh. yeah, fucking, uh, I got in partying with a bunch of girls that shot for BA back in the day. Who's BA? Burning Angel. Oh, okay. I got it. Yes. When I lived in Chicago, there was like seven girls who shot for Burning Angel that all lived in Chicago. And the bar, the bar I used to party at all the time threw a Burning Angel night on Tuesdays. Mm. And I just happened to be hanging out. Huh. And it's one of those things like, I'm a big film nerd, if you can't tell from the collection around the corner. I didn't know anyone in Chicago who did mainstream. People in Chicago, I met a bunch of people who did porn. I'm like, oh, I'd like to make stuff. I, I transferred my day job to Vegas from there. And because of my security background, I started off like roadieing for girls and like doing security and for feature gigs, convention, shit like that. Got it. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. And then in 2011, uh, Tegan Presley and her husband were like, come to Vegas. We're opening up a studio. We'll have work for you. I said, fuck it. There's nothing keeping me in Chicago. Came to Vegas. That studio never opened. Oh. Luckily, I, I transferred my day job to Vegas. So it's oh, like, it not like I was fucking destitute in Vegas. Oh, thank God. That would have been tragic. Yeah. But I was in Vegas for three years. And it was just like Vegas never felt like a good fit. Feel that. I was coming out here for work all the time. So I'm like, yeah, LA. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Um, so the answer of how you get in is you have to be in the right place at the right time. And also not just. Be a fucking creep. Yeah. Honestly, you know what's funny is like every time a guy is in my DMs and is like, I want to be a performer. Like, how do I get in? I'm like, even if you did, the fact that you asked me, you're going on my no list immediately because you don't have the brains to realize that I'm a girl and I have no fucking idea how guys get in. I'm a girl. Like, I'm go ask the fucking dudes. And like, not even, not only that, but the fact that they think like it's appropriate to slide in our DMs to like ask us to put our careers on the line for their just horny, you know, they're just thinking with their dicks. I'm like, why, why would I do that? Why would I risk my name and stick my neck out for you? Like introducing you to anybody when I don't know you and I'm not getting anything out of it. Right. Like you're, they're not even offering to pay like consultation fees. I started offering those because that that that's now my no, my response is oh I I offer consultations you can pay me four hundred dollars an hour to I'll Skype do it for three fifty <laughs> to Skype with me and I will teach you like how to get it and I and I will like I will give them the resources and I but I will you know like at the same time I'll be like I'm not going to endorse you to any agency that asks me about you. But like I'll sit there and I'll, I'll give them step-by-step. Step. I'll tell them instructions. I'll tell them exactly where they need to get tested, what kind of equipment they need, what websites they should be uploading to, what their content schedule should look like. I'll do all that and help you get in. But nobody who wants to get into porn is willing to make the investment to figure out how to get into porn. Now, why is that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's just like in the post-OnlyFans revolution, the barrier of entry is so fucking low. And they still can't figure it out. Right. Because there are people making a fair amount of money with an iPhone and a ring light. Yeah. And you're not willing to invest an iPhone in a ring light? Apparently not. <laughs> I don't. Well, you know, I think the thing is, is like for them, they, I think they just have a very clear like fantasy of, you know, this mainstream girl that they want to fuck. And the only way it's ever going to happen is if they're also in studio work. So they cannot see the bridge between OnlyFans and mainstream when like that, like you said, that is the barrier to entry really is making your own content, 
getting other content. Because, like, we all need content. If you're a professional and respectful, decent looking and, like. Not even all that decent looking. Like I mean, I mean <laughs> it, there, there is a, I feel like there is a bar. It's low, but there is a bar. I mean, I feel like it's more body fat percentage than, you know, actual looks. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'll I'll give you that. Yes. You know what I think it is, is because everybody's a little bit gay. I don't know. For me, when I say decent looking, that's kind of the whole package. No, I'm amazed there is not some dude who's just like fat and disgusting, like just making that his gimmick. Oh, I'm sure there is. We just haven't found him yet. Okay. I'm amazed that dude isn't blowing up. You know why that dude's not blowing up is because the guy, like guys who watch porn, they want to watch hot, sexy dudes fucking these girls. But why? Because everybody's a little bit gay. Okay. <laughs> like, of people that, you know, <laughs> like, I, I... I just want to watch shit that doesn't have my friends in it. Watch European porn. I do. That, that is most of what I consume these days. Yeah, I usually watch hentai. If I'm going to watch anything at all, I usually listen to audio porn. It's, it's why I don't want to go to, like, do Expos Amsterdam or anything like that and meet European performers and be like, fuck, it's so ruined. Yeah. Or you'd have to watch, like, really, really old porn, like, of people that, you know, were retired by the time you got in. Like people I used to masturbate to in the 90s? Exactly. Some of them are back. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's, it's so wild seeing how many performers are back like even um like Cytheria was one of like my favorites uh you know back in the day and I I was a production assistant for adult time uh we were shooting her for I don't fucking I don't know some project and it was just really weird it was really weird like being there in person with her. Because, like, yeah, you totally have these ideas of, like, well, especially back then when, like, I was so far removed from the industry. I was very young, very naive, like, had no clue. And it's just very strange to see girls. She's, I don't, she's definitely not a nine. Well, I have no idea. Probably a 2000s porn star. Mid-2000s, yeah. Yeah. Um, the aughts. The aughts. Why are they called the aughts? Because uh, uh, I don't exactly. I know we called like the 1900s the aughts, and I think we just brought it back, but I don't know exactly why. It's got to be a zero zero thing, like aught. It's just a strange word. These arise from the words aught and not, respectively, both meaning zero. No, they thought it was hilarious. Fine, fine. I don't like it, but fine. <laughs> There's plenty of slang I don't like. There's plenty <laughs> of slang the internet at large doesn't like. They really don't like civilian. Oh, they don't like civilian. They do not like it. Because you're civilians and you're out of the club? Because we're disrespecting the military. I was married to a military man. He didn't give a fuck. I think most people are. Neither did any of his friends in case you're like, well, he was married to you. No, they thought it was hilarious. In the grander scheme of things, why are you giving other people's words power over you? Why, why would anyone be bothered by other people's fucking words? Like, I mean, if you're offended by the word civilian, it's probably just because you have a fragile ego. Yeah. Or you're just looking for something to be upset about. I think most people are. I think most people are generally unhappy with their lives these days. And, you know, well, that's the thing. Oh, there's this, um, I call it a song. It's not really a song. I mean, it is a song. It's on Spotify. It's called um, Words of Wisdom by Equanimous. Uh, if you want to look it up, it's E-Q-U-A-N-I-M-O-U-S, not you, just them. Um, and it's it's really nice and catchy, and it's basically just like a bunch of 
um, the artist's friends, like kind of like giving like very small little life advice quips it will reflect. It's really nice. The notion is basically just, you know, if you're unhappy, um, then everything around you is going to make you upset, make you unhappy. And like the most, oh, that's another thing in it is like the most selfless thing you can do is learn to be happy because when you're happy, that joy and that love spreads out to all the people around you and it will reflect back to you in ways beyond what you could even imagine. And I've found that to be so true. So if you're unhappy, you're going to find it's just, it's a fancy way of saying that we have a self-confirmation bias. So if you're unhappy, you're going to find all the things that are going to make you unhappy. People are just people. Well, how do you make yourself happy? I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, I'm not happy yet, but I'm way less sad. Hey, it's improvement. I recommend therapy. And if you think therapy is only for people who are broken... Um, or need fixing, I, I I promise that means you really need therapy because people are just people. People aren't broken. And if you have this belief that people can be broken, you might need to reevaluate your personal belief systems and therapy. Can I'm, that. I may need to reevaluate because I believe everyone's broken. Oh, oh, Matt. I do. Because we're not perfect beings. That doesn't mean we're broken. Well, I'm not saying irreparably broke. I'm saying there's always room for improvement. Like there's no one has a has gotten through this life completely unscathed without nicks dents. But does that mean the whole package is broken? Or no. does it mean that there's some nicks and dents, some imperfections? Yeah. And that's human nature. So that's not broken. Well. It doesn't need to be fixed. It just needs to be accepted as it is. Maybe a little stuck out or you know. Bondo. Sure. Yeah. No, you can absolutely like fill in those nicks and cracks and you can, you can relay the foundation like for yourself. You can like smooth out some of those bumps, but it doesn't mean that the whole package is broken. A little broken. <laughs> We're just going to have to disagree, like agree to disagree on this because I will just fight you about this all night. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the rest of the show, folks. We're, <laughs> We're getting philosophical. Right. Well, and as I said, not irreparably broken. It's just, Oh, you're pulling a Nathan now. Does Nathan chew ice? Bronson? Yeah. That's funny. Sometimes I chew ice. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. I'm going to chew ice so I don't murder him. <laughs> I just saw Nathan. Nathan came over to my house two days ago. He's lovely. He is. Yell at him to RSVP. Oh, yeah, I will. <laughs> I'll just make him. You know what? Honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll tell him he needs to come as, as my, my date because I wasn't planning on. Actually, I might have put a plus one because I wasn't. I believe you did. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know. I might. I have several humans in my life, and I may or may not bring one of them, and I wasn't sure. So now I'll probably just bring Nathan. There's one thing I remind me to mention off air. Yeah, well, I'll do my best. Mm. <laughs> Siri, remind Matt. At nine fifty nine p.m., set an alarm to ask Matt what was the thing you wanted to say off air. I don't see an app for that. Fuck you, Siri. <laughs> there needs to be a Matt Remind app. Like, my parents put me in therapy. But I'll try to remember. <laughs> back to the, before we digress. No, everyone needs therapy. Fucking everyone. Everybody. Everybody. No matter if you're rich, poor. If you are a human being who had parents, specifically imperfect parents, 
Um, and I promise your parents are imperfect because they're human. You need therapy. I agree. And it sucks that when I was young, like my parents put me in therapy. I don't like that. I don't like when parents put their kids in therapy. I definitely had some behavioral problems. Uh, okay. Maybe say more because maybe our definitions of being put in therapy are different because like I see it as like talk therapy rather than um, if there are behavioral. Well, I don't know. I had behavioral problems too. There is a there is an issue with parents putting their kids into therapy because they're like, I can't handle you. I don't know what to do with you. Hand you to another adult and say, fix him. Because now you believe that there's something broken about you because they left you to have somebody else fix it. And they weren't there with you to help you grow through it. A, I agree. B, at the time, I never took it fucking seriously or embraced it. Because it was like, I went, you don't actually give a fuck about me. You're only here for the paycheck. Yep. So why should I trust you, open up to you? Especially I had bad experiences like when I was really young, like went to therapy with my father and then saw the same therapist without my father and then she would report back to him on shit. That, that is so unethical. And I'm so sorry that that happened to you. No, that's, that's super fucked up. That's not okay. Oh, oh, if you still had their name, like, I, and they had it a license, I would go fucking report that. That's not cool. I mean, this is 30 years ago in yeah, Chicago. So I know I just, oh, that grinds my gears. Yeah. It was just not like, in a good way either. Because of those poor experiences in childhood, I probably didn't seek out therapy well before at points where I probably definitely should have needed it. But it was just like, colored by the bad childhood experiences of it. Second session was like, how's your relationship with you? Thankfully, I've gotten over that. Yeah. Unfortunately, my last round of therapy, my therapist sucked. Oh, why? Oh, nothing like. uh, Nothing unethical like this. Nothing unethical. Just like, I don't know if dude had too much workload or what it was, but it was like. First session, like, you know, mentioned that my father had passed. And. Second session was like, how's your relationship with your father? Ooh. Ooh. Why aren't you taking notes? Why aren't you reviewing your notes? Why aren't your notes in front of you during this session? Oh, I snapped. I, I legitimately. And he asked in present tense, not how was your yeah. relationship? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I legitimately snapped. Like, legitimately. It was like, what the fuck, dude? I'm glad you snapped. I hope that taught him a lesson and he will never make that mistake with another client again because that's fucked. Because I'm assuming he had recently passed and that's why you were in therapy. Oh, no, actually, I was in therapy because of relationship issues. My dad being dead. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> a good, no, I mean, legitimately, I've talked about this. He was not a good person. I tried to do the best I could by him in his last days, but he was not a good person. We, hadn't, we didn't speak for the last seven, eight years of his life. Okay. Like, he died of Alzheimer's. I made. I did my best to make sure he was at least in a good home. Yeah, as comfy as possible. Because I wouldn't wish that on my worst fucking enemy. Like, you can have fucking empathy for people and not like someone. Yeah, for sure. And it was just legitimately like, that wasn't the issue. I was just kind of like, I, I, I was going through some romantic heartbreak and I realized that I was not handling this well. I probably should do some therapy. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. 
therapy's not even helping me. So like, you know, glad you got, you, you sought help. Did you get help after that terrible thing? No, you said last therapist. So you yeah. didn't go get another one. No. How'd you end up? How, how did you get on the other side of that? Are you still dealing with it? Oh no, I'm on the other side. Of, <sighs> just time or what'd you do? Time, time. And just, I acknowledge that like, I, <laughs> some things are just out of beyond my fucking control. It, it was one of those things where like, I tried my damnedest. The party, I, I definitely still made some missteps, but I tried my damnedest. And she just couldn't provide what, she's just incapable of providing what I need to be in a healthy relationship with someone. So it was just like, I, <laughs> speaking, you know how I mentioned I haven't had a couple, you know, my birthdays have been kind of shit over the last couple of years. Yeah. So my birthday in 2020, the party was a good enough night, but like, I decided to drop acid at midnight while drunk. Oh, God. That was a terrible decision. I don't know what happened, but that was a terrible decision. <laughs> they happened. They happened. <laughs> uh, and I stayed at the bar till 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm friends with the owners and shit. So, like, eventually just walk home. Like, I'm tripping, a little drunk. And as I'm walking home, I'm like, she didn't even bother to text me on, her, on my fucking birthday. Didn't even fucking bother. So I got home. And I just texted her like, yo, I love you. I hope you have a good life. But we are toxic as shit for each other. Mm. I am blocking you on everything. I hope you have a good life. And that was that. Good for you. Maybe I need to drop some acid. <laughs> Maybe you do. It's been, you know, honestly, it's been a long time. I wonder what it would be like for me now. Although, like, I'm on SSRIs. I don't think acid and SSRIs mix very well. Um, go to go to tripsafe.org. I can almost guarantee they say SSRIs. Like they're they're not toxic together. Like they're safe, but um it it reduce like it's almost ineffective. Like you cannot go like on a trip because your 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 brain chemistry is like nope. Yeah, your brain well, really what it is is that so, you know, it's a SSRI is a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So because there's an inhibitor in the um like the neurotransmitter, like the the receptors that the neurotransmitter of like whatever you know the LSD would like. This is the LSD, and this is the you know the re the receptor. Like it can't bind because there's something blocking it. So I think it'd be pointless for me to do LSD right now. Well, that's a bummer. Like I haven't done that so well, but I do have a good shroom connect. So mushrooms are a little better. I think it's all the same. Any kind of psychedelic is very much blocked by SSRIs. I know it's the same with MDMA. Okay, we're on uh, the New England Journal of Medicine Journal Watch. Interaction between hallucinogens and SSRIs from 1994. Well, all right. <laughs> we're going down the rabbit hole. Okay. Because I've become, especially during the pandemic, I definitely became a much bigger proponent of psychedelics. Like, I, I always fucked around with them, like, on occasion. Mm -hmm. But between, like, being locked down and now... I've done more shrooms in those like last four years than I had the entirety of my life. Yeah. I'd really like to do psychedelic assisted therapy. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be fucking wonderful. I, I have heard great things. It's fucking expensive though. Therapy is already expensive. That shit is like, <laughs> like ridiculously expensive. Oh, I, I can only imagine, especially because who knows if they're even offering it like locally or you'd have to go to John Hopkins or, well, the one clinic that I'm pretty sure they're based in Santa Monica, the clinic that I like looked into 
here, they actually have like a legal ketamine license. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Ketamine, the, the, definitely a lot of that happening. Yeah. Um, and ketamine, I know people use as like a psychedelic assisted therapy type thing. Um, but I want to say it was like something like 900 bucks per session with a minimum five sessions. And I was like, you're going to have to do a lot more porn consultations to pay for that. Exactly. Dudes, you need to break into the industry. Hit Allison off. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. We got fucking. We got to pay for my ketamine therapy. (laughs) You could be potentially no guarantees on a set fucking someone and you could be helping Allison's mental health. Win win, right? I think I'd say so. For a minimum of $600 an hour. 400. No, 600. Oh, 600. Was it $200 kickback? Oh, inflation. Okay. Inflation, kick back. I was just trying to help you out. Like, oh, thanks, at, man. At 900 a session, you might as well just, you know. Oh, fair. That's fair. You're not just out here trying to buy groceries with this shit. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of reading here about serotonin receptors. I was going to say, like, you're looking, it looks like you're looking, or it doesn't look, I'm assuming, based <laughs> on that, I'm like, I can see through your computer. You're looking through my eyes? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, just based on whatever you said it was from, I was like, that sounds like it's like a full peer-reviewed article, and that's going to be a lot to look through. Is there an abstract and a conclusion? Maybe. If there's, an, if there's a conclusion, it'll tell you what we need to know without reading all the things. I have a problem with the... Oh, God, there's a graph. <laughs> I'd like a diagram of receptors. <laughs> the thing I just explained to them? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's pictures. With little bubbly guys. Uh, there's eyes? Guys, little bubbly like. Oh, bubbly guys. Yeah, like little, little bubbles. And uptake blockers and arrows and there's a hole to do. Mm-hmm. Take my word for it, folks. There's a hole to do. <laughs> I'm not putting this on screen and post. I'm not going to. I'm fairly certain. I'm fairly certain that it just doesn't. They don't, they don't mesh. I'm pretty sure the recommendation is that you've stopped SSRIs for two to three months before you do psychedelics to actually like experience the effects. And uh, I'm not willing to uh, be be in a position where I might be willing to unalive myself for that long in order to do psychedelics. So, Yeah, please don't self-delete. <laughs> don't self-delete. No self-cancellation here. Right. You're a lovely human being. I'm happy you're here. I uh, mean, you know, it's funny. There's a lot of... It's, it's, I have so many conversations with my therapist about suicidal ideation. Um, and it's not that I've ever, ever, like I've never had a plan to kill myself. Can I say that? Unalive myself. Sorry. Um, Whatever. We're being demonetized already anyway. <laughs> oh, or great. Perfect. To, you know, not, not great, but <laughs> great for this conversation. Um, you know, and he says something that I really uh, respect and enjoy because I was really afraid to talk to him about it for a long time. And I think a lot of people are very afraid of talking to their loved ones or their therapists or fucking whoever, because, you know, therapists are mandated reporters. So you don't want to have to, you know, go on a grippy sock vacation because you told your therapist that you've been thinking about suicide. Thinking, just like simply thinking about that, uh, it is not grounds for um, mandated hospitalization. 
there can be a lot more harm done than good when therapists do that sort of thing. And I would really, really, really recommend anybody that does have a therapist to like try to have a conversation with them without like saying those words. Because for my therapist, it's, well, you know, like what part of yourself are you wanting to get rid of right now? And I say, well, it's the part of myself that's, you know, uh, has really big emotional reactions to things. It's the, the the extreme feelings. I'm tired of like having an emotional roller coaster because of it. And then he'll point out like, okay, so like that's the part of yourself that you want to kill is the the big emotions. And I'm like, well, I guess so. And he's like, yeah, because there's like one part of you that you don't want here, but that doesn't mean like, but if you, if you kill the whole you, then all of you is gone and all, all of you doesn't need to be, to, to die off. Like it's just this one little part. And a lot of suicidal ideation I think is like that is like, we're having big emotions over one aspect of ourselves and people don't talk about it enough. Um, cause I think it's a very normal human thing. I think it's just part of existence is like actually having those thoughts. But then people think, oh, well, I don't want people to think I'm crazy, so I don't want to tell anybody about it. And then you're kind of stuck with those thoughts and you're like, am I okay? I'm having suicidal thoughts. And then you're like self-isolating. It's a problem. Like just talk to somebody. Like it doesn't have to be a big deal. It's pretty normal. Yeah. Well, if you're reasonably intelligent, like it's higher rates and smarter you are. Yeah. Yeah. God, I I envy dumb people sometimes. Ignorance is bliss. It it really, 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 really fucking is. Mm Mm-hmm. Really, 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 really fucking is. And uh, it's just, I also have the added fear. Like if I were to ever like express such ideas to therapists, I'm a gun owner. So those get fucking evaporated the minute. Yeah, that's, that's really fair. That's super, super fair. I, that is actually like the, my issue, like I don't have any issue with, people owning guns. I do wish it was a little harder to get a gun in a lot of states. Oh, no, no. I, I We're not talking about gun control here. I'm running the fuck away from this. I'm running away from, from that part of it. That's not where I'm going with this. Um, but for myself, I don't feel comfortable owning a gun because it takes a split second of those extreme feelings. And um, I think that is where a lot of the gun violence comes in is like it takes – Oh, no. 54% of all self-deletions are with firearms. Yeah. Like, I was looking up the statistics the other night because I was having a conversation with somebody about it. It's just like, oh, you are, if you own a gun, much more likely to be self-deleted with that gun than ever defend your home, property, or loved ones with it. Yeah. 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 Because it's, it's. uh... Like, instant regret the minute they're in the air. Well, and mind can be a scary place. Well, it can be. And in a lot of cases, like when people go through it, it's a fucking, you know, impulsive thing that they do. Mm-hmm. Like, I was saying, I swear, it's like someone who survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge that like they, during the interview, were like, the minute I was off the bridge, I'm like, I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Like instant regret the minute they're in the air. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm, imagine the people that you know self-delete via firearms if they were given that additional second after pulling the trigger would be in a similar boat really should actually listen to more podcast wow we got dark we got so dark it's a this has been a 
So far, what are your normal episodes about? Wow, tell me you don't watch the content. Ouch. I'm sorry. I don't have, I told you I don't have time for social media. You think I have time to listen to podcasts? This is actually entertaining and not torturous on your soul, hopefully. You know, honestly, I should, like, I really should actually listen to more podcasts. I have a really hard time, actually with active listening when there's not a person in front of me with facial expressions that I can read. And then I don't have time to sit in front. You know, it's one thing to like do the listening when you're like in a car or you're, you know, and I, I always feel, I always feel shitty because you're not the first person I've like said a comment uh, about it where it, it's, I didn't mean it in that way. Oh, I'm, I'm, busting like, oh, I'm completely busting your balls. I know you are, but it, it is something that I actually get very, um. Don't get self-conscious about it. I'm literally. conscious yeah. Do not get self-conscious about it. You at least are familiar with the like content in general. The amount of people who have shown up here and be like, oh, wait a minute. You're not going to ask me about who I want to fuck or what my favorite position is or how I got into the industry? W- what's happening here? Yeah. Uh, I'm not offended in the least bit. Right. I'm only offended if you don't promote like, it. It's literally like, I think that's probably just my big, um, <laughs> no, my biggest fear is the fear of the unknown. Um, I'd say my second biggest fear is offending anybody. I hope you can tell from the conversations we had before we got on air, I'm not really easy to offend. That's that's fair. That's fair. Like <laughs> honestly, it's something that is a big thing that I've man, I was watching back. So I was at AVN, you know, last week or whenever the fuck it was. <laughs> and I was going around the expo because I've got my TikTok. And I was like, I have these like very simple, you know, the basic interview questions, like the things where people are like, what? I'm not talking. Like that's the kind because for some reason, it doesn't matter how much content of that is out on the internet. Um, I still get the same questions from fans on my TikTok. I know because people want to be spoon fed shit. Like they don't want to actually. They don't want to seek it out. No. Slight tangent. The amount of people who will comment on a post where I clearly tag who the performer is. In. Who is she? Yeah, exactly. I literally, same fucking thing. I Because well, I was interviewing a couple girls and they say their own names. Who's the third girl? They learn how to use reverse image search on Google. I'm sh- I don't know if this is just a attention-seeking behavior or just biblical levels of sloth. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If I wanted to masturbate to someone that badly, I'd figure out who they are. I've done some deep dives on some untagged seeds and be like, who is that girl? She is gorgeous. Okay. Two things. A, learn how to use reverse image search on Google. I'm sure if you just like took a screenshot of the girl that you're asking about and then put it into reverse Google search on reverse image search on Google, she'll fucking pop up because there's a million pictures of her on the internet. Second, what was the second thing I was going to say? Alcohol? Yes. (laughs) Shit, it was important. It was way more important than that one. You were saying the girl and the, you know, you were going, you you were doing a deep dive. Oh, yeah. No, I've definitely, like, definitely tried to, like, figure out Especially pre like Google, yeah, you know, reverse image searching people yeah. just like, oh, oh, I remember it was because it was like I was like, a this, I, it was this, it was another thought for you. So you're like, how? I don't know how. Are, is it just that like biblical levels of sloth? I think it's not even. I think it's actually just a statistical fact. So think of the most 
average, average intelligence person you you know in life. Like, okay. I would not put you at at a, a very average intelligence. No, like really think about it. Like, no, I was average, just a, I was just fishing for a compliment there. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I do that too sometimes. But you know, like the most average intelligence person you could possibly think of, fifty percent of the population is dumber than that person. Yeah, that's fucking mind boggling. Oh, I know. I I literally posted a meme two days ago where it's like, Oh, I don't think I'm that smart for all of you to be this much dumber than me. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's a good one. I like that one. It's like, fuck. Oh, uh, just the fact, like the same. It's terrifying. It's terrifying because in theory, a lot of our decisions are made by the masses. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a reason that people wanted Trump. That's not past tense. Oh, don't <laughs> remind me. 2024 is shaping up to be a very strange year. And they all have been for quite some time. Well, just the fact, like, the same, like, who is it? The Chiefs and the 49ers are in the Super Bowl. It's Trump versus Biden again. It's just really weird. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Unsettling in some way. Um, you didn't answer my question, though. What do you normally talk about? Because we got deep, and then I was like, what do you fucking talk about with people? I mean, wherever it goes. The show is wherever it literally goes. The goal, the always the goal, is I want the audience to feel like they just sat down in a bar, and they overheard our conversation. Oh, I like it. Wherever the fuck it goes. like Because you as a performer, as we were talking about before you got on air, performers have to develop characters. There's yeah. a difference between Allison Ray and Redacted. <laughs> uh, there's really, there's really not that much of a difference because I, I don't know how to play a part. Right. But you're the exception there, not the rule. Fair. And especially newer performers who haven't been in as long, they're very big on trying to build who their character is, who their image is. Yes. And big on trying to, you know, it's funny. It's like you're super new and you want to keep your work and personal life very separate or you've been in for a million years and you're finally like, I need to keep these separate. When you're in this middle ground, like I am right now, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I get my give this much. I give a slightly more fucks than some other girls that I know. But um, it's <sighs> playing a character. Like I'm already working 24-7. Why would I want to be pretending to be somebody I'm not 24-7 too? Well, I think in some cases... Oh, you're clapping for that one? The other one was way better. It's, I'm golf clapping for it. Golf clapping. I've never burped on a show. This is going to be funny. They keep coming up, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Oh, I'm not. Probably I'm happens not, a lot. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I mean, you're already chewing ice into the mic. That actually bothers me. You fucking with me again? A little. It doesn't now bother. Now he knows what buttons to push. I'm not oh. trying to push your buttons. <laughs> I'm not trying to push your buttons. <laughs> Are you not trying to push my buttons, Mike? Matt, Matt, Mike. This happened to me and one of my very good friends. Let me tell you, my birthday party is my 22nd birthday party. I threw a very cute little fucking birthday at my house. I had signature cocktails and Carla Lane 
fucking sweetheart brought over like two of her gorgeous. Have you got, seen her charcuterie boards? I have not. Oh my god. Okay. Do you know she's a caterer? I did not. She's amazing. She's a fantastic cook. She's a caterer. She does these like amazing charcuterie boards. I made this like ginormous like balloon arch. Not even an arch. Just cluster. It was it was a very cute fucking party, and. One of my good friends came, um, Daniel Van Kirk, and I was introducing him. And like, I, I've sucked this man off. I don't know if I should say that on air. Too late. <laughs> well, anyway, he, he enjoyed it at least. He did. I don't think he'd be mad about me. I don't. I have no idea. It's probably fine. I mean, you can always make it up to him by doing it again. He true, fair. <laughs> I don't even know if he's single right now. Anyway, doesn't matter. I, I'm like, should I text him and find out? I'll just give him another one, like a preemptive, like, I'm sorry I talked about you on a podcast. Blowjob, I think that would work. I mean, well. you didn't go into deep details. You didn't, you didn't describe his penis or anything. That's true. That's true. I mean, you still could. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, Daniel. So, I was introducing him to some friends of mine. And for some reason, like, I was like, Nora, this is David. And I was like. Daniel, and it haunts, this was six years ago. You know the shit that just sits with you and you just, you know, you're up late at night and you're like, why did I fucking say that? That was one of those moments. Just like just now when I called you Mike for some reason instead of Matt. I love that you called me Mike while like being pretend flirty. Like, you want to push my buttons, Mike? That's how you know that my brain turns off when I do the fake flirtatiousness. <laughs> It's just like, wow, well, way to sell the sincerity. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's the worst, though. It is the worst fucking thing when I am in the middle of a scene and I'm not that into it and I'm trying to dirty talk. So, like, my brain, I just have to let words flow out of my mouth. And sometimes we'll be like, yeah, I want my dick in your fucking pussy. And I'm like, that is not... I don't have a dick. You don't have a pussy, but that's just what comes out of my mouth because like my brain turns off and just starts saying words because when I'm really into it, it's very like aggressive. Like I know what I want. Like I want you to- You want your dick in someone else's pussy. Yes. Well, yes, I do love strapping a girl. Um, So I would love my dick in somebody somebody else's pussy, but that's generally not- what's happening when those words come out of my mouth. And it happens kind of often. And you know what I have to do? Like, I start saying it, and then I realize that I'm saying it as it's coming out of my mouth. And I start like, oh, my pussy. Oh, fuck. Like, I just, like, I have to make all of the words slur together so no one can hear. Because it's like I know it's coming out of my mouth before I can stop it. And I've already started saying something. So now I've got to, like, blend them together and then have the audience go, oh, that was so hot. That was just, like, a moment between her and her co-star. And I couldn't understand it but whatever and then they forget about it but it's definitely because I was just trying to come up with something to say do you have sexual Tourette's maybe <laughs> not a thing no I don't think so I'm just diagnosing you I'm not a doctor as I've said many 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 times on the show I am not a doctor not a doctor not a doctor what if you like figured out the easiest route to becoming a doctor so that anytime you say something, you can say, trust me, I'm a doctor. That would be horrible for humanity. (laughs) What if you, there's, there are definite ways to become a doctor without having to be like a medical doctor that actually gives out. It'd just be fun. You know, it'd be like Dr. Riggs. Like you're not really a doctor. Like, I mean, he's, he's really a doctor. I mean, Dr. Riggs definitely gives people medicine. But is he really a doctor? 
He definitely gives people antibiotics. Hey, there's like super chlamydia now. There's people fucking. Pers- I'm just saying. He's been a trusted source for antibiotics for a number of years. I don't know that people should be trusting him to get antibiotics because I go in and he's like, oh yeah, you want some antibiotics? And I'm like, for fucking what? I'm not, I, there, I don't have anything I would need antibiotics for. Nobody should be giving out antibiotics like that. That is so bad. Not only to your system, but to like, that's why there's like super chlamydia now. There's people fucking prescribing antibiotics and taking antibiotics when they're not supposed to. It's problematic. We should not be wasting this precious well, resource. Are you saying Riggs is responsible for super chlamydia? I mean, not... I'm not not saying that. <laughs> this is so inside baseball because no one who's watching the show who's outside the industry <laughs> like, Dr. Riggs, who the fuck is <laughs> So inside baseball right now. But no one wants me to be a doctor in any way, shape, or form. Like, do you know, I think it was Newsweek did a, a report that like 34% of people polled said they just believe people with podcast equipment. So if you add it, I mean, that makes sense. So there is just a sphere of people, no matter how much I tell them, do not listen to me, do not take my <laughs> advice, believe what I have to fucking say. Oh, so they're definitely going to believe that like you just get to like go have sex with the girl that you want to have sex with and somebody will pay you for it. So they're definitely just going to believe it. Yeah. 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 Perfect. So if you add it, Matt Slayer, MD or PhD, Dr. Slayer, do it. <laughs> I think you should do it. <laughs> I mean, I need to get a lot richer to bribe a community college to give me a doctorate. Because that's the only way I'm getting one. You could get like an honorary. Right, right. I got to bribe someone for, for that. A, yeah. That's, that's due to bribery. I got to build a Slayer wing of somewhere. Mm. Yeah, that would cost quite a bit. That might cost more than actually going to school to get you a doctorate. Yeah, but I'm a poor student. Like, I didn't attend a day of college. No? Not, not a day. I didn't even take my SATs or my ACTs. Really? Yeah. And you went to college? I never, no, no. Oh, not, you didn't? Oh, not a day. Oh, you were a poor student in high school? Yeah. And then you didn't take your SAT or ACT? Correct. Understood. I was like, poor student, and then you didn't do those. How'd you get into college? I no did college. not. Okay. Because- I graduated high school in the 90s. Ah. And I was a working IT professional while I was in high school. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a rich IT nerd. Then the dot-com bubble burst. Went, fuck. That's rough. It's okay. Unfortunately, like, you have a lifetime of people telling me that I'm fairly intelligent and neglectful parents and me just being like, I got the world by the balls. I got it all figured out. Tell me about it. And it's just like, whoops, definitely did not. Yeah. Definitely not. And that's how we end up on a podcast together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, I was very, I was very much like the gifted child, the honors student, the had, had, you have so much potential. You have such natural leadership qualities. I do porn. See, I got the other end of the you know, smart kid. It was like, oh, he's acting out because he's bored. He's he's you know doing porn in school because he's bored. And part of that is 100% accurate. I was going to say, it's not inaccurate. But there's <laughs> deeper problems going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the worst. The worst. <sighs> circling back to the therapy and parents <laughs> thing is you said neglectful parents. Like, I mean, okay, I can't. 
I, I don't know your parents. I don't know your relationship with your parents. You said your dad was a horrible person. Like, why did my parents? Here's a, all right. Back to the thing where like, if you had parents, you should be in therapy. And you're like, well, I had a great childhood. My parents were great. I thought that too. And it's not that my parents weren't great. It's just, they are imperfect. They have their limitations. And not only that, but their generation was not raised with an emotional maturity that would have been required to raise people of today to deal with what we're currently dealing with. And um, yeah, it's not that like, I, they weren't neglectful. Like when people hear neglectful or abusive, they normally think, you know, physical abuse or sexual abuse or like, you know, they didn't feed you or clothe you or they were just alcoholics and let you go do whatever. Like parents can be neglectful in other ways. Oh, like my old man was, a, he felt being a good father was being a good provider. He worked two jobs. So we were in a decent neighborhood. There was always food on the table. Yeah. He was just a miserable fucking cunt when he got home from his two jobs. Exactly. And that's the sort of thing that people don't even necessarily like, they're like, well, he did everything he could. He that, That's just, that's, that's their brain protecting them from the truth because of how much it would hurt to admit and to actually feel the lack of emotional presence and 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 how they didn't get the love that they needed and wanted and deserved from their parents. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, my grandfather, who was dead before I was born, like, you know, both my parents, my grandparents on my father's side were dead before I was born. But from what I understand, yeah, they didn't a fucking number on him. Like, he was just ill-equipped to be a parent. Yeah. And he probably shouldn't have been. That's probably most of the generation before right. us. <laughs> and that's part of the reason I got fucking snipped because I'm ill-equipped. You are. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what was that like for you? You can watch it on YouTube. Really? Yeah. That's fucking amazing. When did you get that done? Uh, I got that done, what was it, last year? Oh, recently? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, when Right after the Roe v. Wade shit went down. Mm. Sorry for the audience who's heard the story before, but like, I haven't. Me and uh, Xander Corvus had been joking for years that we need to normalize brosectomies. Oh, I love that so much. Okay, continue. Like, have a fucking spa day and relax and then do have vasectomies the following day. Amazing. Ro the Roe v. Wade overturn happens and Xander calls me. He's like, I booked it. I'm like, oh, you booked it? Oh, shit. I guess I got to book it too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, you did. I mean, you know, honestly, I just feel like, I feel like that should just be the standard is that like, you know, we already circumcise baby boys. Why don't we just chemically, chemically, not chemically, uh, f d surgically castrate all men at like 13, like we get our periods. That's what happens to you when you hit your, you know, puberty. You 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 get snipped because it's reversible and it's not yeah. hard to reverse. So Okay, tell me about the eh, eh because the, I don't the know doctor's that. like, because as I was going in, he's like, You sure you want to do this? Like because okay. you know, as a single dude with no kids sure. and no frozen sperm anywhere. Right. It's like you sure you want to do this. It's technically reversible, but it may not work. Right. And he's like, if push comes to absolute shove and you really want to get someone pregnant later in life, we could tap your balls, which sounds thoroughly unpleasant. Mm. The success rate on reversing is not. As high as they make it seem? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. 
Um, okay, so I, I rescind, I rescind that, um, cause, okay, yeah, cause like we cannot do that population wide, but there should be fucking like, like, and, and also this isn't even just like a dig on like boys. It should just be like mandated that when you hit puberty and you are able to reproduce, well, I guess technically like seven-year-old boys could reproduce if they were with yeah. the wrong person, but like there should be some sort of thing in place where like there's not even a possibility of anyone getting pregnant until, you know, and I know there's like really big issues with like eugenics and, and just the other social, like, you know, what, what's it called? So, socioeconomical issues with doing any sort of population. But like in a perfect utopia society, I think everybody should just have to prove. It's like a driving test. Why can we just make other humans? Willy nilly, but you have right. to get you have to get a fucking driver's license to drive a car. That's not a risk. Oh, it definitely is. It definitely is. And and having a kid is not a risk. Oh no, it's super duper is exactly. So uh, you should have a license to have children. The the, the problem is the the problem is in practice in reality. You know it. Would, I know. I know. I mean, in a utopian I society. Yeah, utopian society. Communism would work all the time. Yeah. I can dream. Dream of, you know, being authorized to breed. But, oh, my God. If you had to have a license to breed, the people that have breeding fetishes, like, oh. <laughs> just, what about it? Well, it's just like, oh, this is super dirty. You don't have a license. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, baby. I'm going to finish you. I don't have a license. <laughs> Oh my God, please tell me adult time can make a sci-fi where breeding has to be licensed. Matt, <laughs> when I tell you I've been trying to come up with an idea for a feature movie that I like a script that I want to write for them. I love that. Um, Cause like, yeah, I'm actually... So it's something that I, cause like I do a lot of work for adult time. Oh God, I scoot, I scooted my chair further away and now it's, oh, I can do this. You can. <laughs> Microphones move. It's amazing. Wow. What a world. Um, yeah, I work, I do a lot of work for adult time. I run their TikTok. Uh, I was a production manager, production assistant for them for a long time. And I just love them. Now Brie has me uh, as their social content producer, like on top of, uh, running their TikTok. I hope to not get you fired because of the show. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you know what? Some of the things that I've posted on their TikTok, uh, it amazes me that it didn't get, I didn't get myself fired. Like you, you heard some of the audio that I was playing while I like, it's, I got to show you the one that went viral because of how bad the audio was. And they just, you know, but it's funny because like, it goes viral and then they get the exposure and then they get features in like mainstream magazines because we're getting attention from, you know, it's, and it's, it's really funny how I would think, you know, and, and I love them because they really did give me like creative freedom on it. I was like, I know a lot of companies with, you know, when they have TikTok managers or just any kind of social content managers, they want to approve posts before they go live. And adult time was like, we've seen how you grew your account. like. Do your thing. And now we're on our 15th account because they keep like deleting us. Of course. But I've grown every single account over 50,000 followers within the first month or two. You want to run my socials, please? <sighs> I don't have fucking time, dude, but I can help you 
figure out, like I, I, I can give you all of my knowledge that I have and help you do it yourself, but I do not have time to manage another. I'm sorry. Um, there's a, um, I think it's Wisp, Wish, no, no, no. Assistant. Um, uh, there's, there's, there's a great virtual online assistant thing that I have recently discovered. Maybe you should look at. Well, we'll talk about that off air Cause I, yes. I feel, I feel like that kind of shop talk. Nah, not so interesting. Not, not, so not as interesting as no, no. I was coming up with a sci-fi for adult time. Yes. Right. Okay. So thank you. Back on track. Uh, adult time. I am hosting this. I and, promise. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to keep my ADHD brain on track. Any you of my fans, <laughs> literally any of my fans who know me, uh, cause I go on TikTok live a lot on my account. And I'll be doing something and just, I'll be like, what was I talking about? Like literally every fucking minute. And they're like, you knowing what you were talking about? Never. Um, oh, we were talking about the dystopian sci-fi for adult yes, time. Yes, the dystopian sci-fi for adult time. So I do a lot of work with them and I have been like, so this is going to be my 10th year in the industry. And I know in August it's going to be 10 years. Let's get your gold watch. What? You get your gold watch. You're, that's a joke, right? Is there yes. A, you, oh, damn it. You got me excited for a second. Fuck. Uh, it's something Federosi said to me a couple of years ago. He's like, oh, well, yeah, once you've been in 10 years, you get a gold watch. Ugh. I'm going on fucking 14, so. We should have a thing for, te- like, what? what's the criteria for Hall of Fame? People like you. That You see, there should be some other f- hall for Hall of Veterans, like 10 years, that should be, now you're a veteran. You know what I mean? Oh, is that also offensive, civilians? Yeah. I, over the summer, I saw David Lord. <laughs> I saw David Lord advice is nice. I'm like, AVN in the Hall of Fame. He's like, I'm not in the Hall of Fame. I'm like, how the fuck are you not in the Hall of Fame, David Lord? David Lord is not in the Hall of Fame. Correct. What the fuck? Right, exactly. I just assumed. But yeah, there should be some other like, yeah, no, Hall of Veterans. Once you've like been in for 10 years, you should be, you should, you should get something. Some sort of recognition. Yeah, because like there's so many girls that leave in under a year. Oh yeah, the the, the life expectancy. The turnover rate is crazy. Six months, I believe is still the average. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, going on 10 years, back to the fucking dystopian I was about to reel it back. I'm glad you got there. Yeah. So uh, because I'm going on 10 years, there are a lot of career firsts that I've not done. And I recently started dating this guy. I just felt myself light up as I started talking about it. I saw it. I I literally saw it. Uh, I started dating this guy. He like genuinely loves how slutty I am. I've never dated a man that fully supports how slutty I want to be in life. It's crazy. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. A little. But like, when I say this man has been so on board with, I'm like, I want to, I want to be gang banged like for funsies. Not, I mean like, yes, for film, but like for funsies. Um, Cause he's not, he's not a performer. He's a civilian. And he, like, I'm like, I, there are a couple of male performers. I'm like, I just want to have a for funsies gangbang, and then I'll do one on camera. And, like, he's been all for it. Like, he's like, yeah. Like, he'll dirty talk. Like, there's been zero hesitation from him on fulfilling any of my sexual fantasies the entire time. He fucks me the way I want to be fucked. And the thing is, is, like, he 
Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy how how long I've been in this industry and this random civilian I met at a bar one night has introduced me to, like, helped me open myself up to my own sexuality more than porn even has. Are you going to try to turn him out? Do what? Turn him out. Pimp him out? What turn. is that? What does turn him out mean? Put him, use him as a stunt cock. Put him on oh, film. I already do that. I already do that. So you've already turned him out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you, are you going to do the full on, like, make him perform with other people? He wants to, but like also he's, so he's, it's funny. Uh, if anybody's on TikTok or whatever, you know, how we're accountants, you know how we're accountants, right? Yeah. He's an actual accountant. So it's just, we're a couple of accountants. Um, so he's, he doesn't show his face on camera. I don't know if he ever will, but um, he might be like a POV performer or something like that. And I, it's funny because I'll tell him, like who I'm shooting with and he gets a little bit jelly and it, he's just, oh, he's great. He's such a simp for me. He's like, by the way, that's not an insult. Like the the hottest thing a man can be is a simp. I feel like there's a balancing act there. Go on. So yes, you should be all about your partner like, and fucking obsessed with her. Yeah. But in my personal anecdotal experience, there have been women who have lost respect for dudes and not just, you know, I'm saying I've seen this. Sure, 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 sure. Um, it's also all anecdotal. Like, whatever yeah. works for y'all yeah. is what's important. Also, the fact that he and I have both been in therapy and we have it's not just about him being a sim. Like we have excellent communication. He tells me how he's feeling um, in, in very eloquent ways. And our, our communication is just spot on. So like that has a lot more to do with how happy I am in this relationship than how much he sims for me. But like if you're a simp and you have emotional intelligence and you can be a strong partner for your woman. Oh. So fucked. <laughs> Um, God, the sci-fi thing. I know. I was going to reel it back, but you, you you were so ecstatic to talk about your partner. So Yes. So, the gangbang. God. Oh, okay. Sci-fi. So, yeah, sci-fi. I was like, how did I get to my partner? Sci-fi, there was a middle part. So, the middle part is that I've been embracing more parts of my sexuality uh, recently, and I'm like, I think I might want to do anal this year. And I definitely, like, I've always wanted to do a gangbang. The problem is, is that most companies that shoot gangbangs do not shoot uh, vaginal-only gangbangs. And I'm like, well, if I start doing anal this year, I might be able to do a Also, Adult Time did say they have a line called um, accidental gangbang, which I didn't know about until like a month ago. <laughs> That is a ridiculous name of a series. That is fucking so ridiculous. Much. It's like you you go to a car wash and then you start fucking somebody, but then there's like, you know, dudes around and then their dicks come invi- out too. And-, and then you invite one in and then you end up having an accidental gangbang. It's the most ridiculous thing. And I love it. Uh, but anyway, they said I could do a, a vaginal only gangbang. So I started talking with Jim Powers and we were kind of like getting the ball rolling on that. And then I was like, actually, I would love to do a performer showcase for adult time. I work with them a lot. Um, and I know that Ari's going to have had a meeting with Brie Mills uh, before this episode airs. So I I don't know if it's going to be something that comes to fruition, but it is a project that we're pitching to them because they don't, they haven't really done performer showcases, but they do features. 
And I want to do a bunch of career firsts for them because they are like their family to me, you know, like they have been so supportive of the projects I've wanted to do over the years. Uh, I've grown very close with a lot of their team members. I love all of their brand ambassadors. And if I could do a performer showcase for them, I think that would be great. And making it a feature, because I feel like a lot of performer showcases are like gonzo based. And so to like tie it in with their brand of, um, you know, like doing features and having that be like a new thing that they, because they, they already do so many performer collaborations, having performers do uh, like write their own scripts, direct their own series. This would just be another evolution of collaborating with performers is doing performer showcases of career firsts or whatever in feature film format. And so I've been trying to come up with an idea. And you know what else I haven't done is a cream pie. Although the thing is, is I always said I would never do a cream pie on camera. Why? I share so much of myself with the world. I wanted one thing that would be just for me and my partner. And I still feel that way. But because of the idea we just said, I'm like, I can think of a singular performer who I'm pending talking to my partner about it. Um, I might be comfortable doing that with. Perhaps. Maybe. I don't know. No promises. No promises. For sure. For sure. But also. But that's what that. So that was that. We finally got back around to. (laughs) The idea. The dystopian. The breeding. the, The license to breed. If you can find me a non-sexual, I'm in. I, I'm. I think there are many, many ways to. Uh, I'll play a scummy doctor. Sex roles. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so like. Yeah. No. If I write I this fucking this thing, because I've been needing a plot, because I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna fucking do. Like, and also, I love the because, like, I feel like it ties in very well to even the gangbang plot or doing like my first like double because like I've done double vag in my personal life. I could do double vag as a career first, like having a license to breed, just having like multiple guys, like, you know, like it's extra illegal. We don't know, even know who the father would be. It could be that it could be like, they are, they do have licenses. Like it could, it could be so many different intertwining stories there. (laughs) Allison Ray has a license to breed. (laughs) (laughs) I I like it. I think I'm going to run with it. And Oh my God. Like, that would be wild. Like if the license wasn't issued to dudes, but it was issued to women and you're like, I have a license motherfuckers. And like suitors are coming to you. Ooh. You're the one with the license. Ooh. 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 Oh, I'm like, how do we tie anal into this? <laughs> because that doesn't really fit in the breeding. Oh, but th- that's how people get around, you know, unlicensed sex. Like, Ooh. See, here's the thing. I wouldn't really think it's necessary. I mean, all right. In in my utopia, utopian society, it wouldn't even be about not being able to have sex. You could have sex all you want. It's just that people are, you know, chemically or however, you know, reversibly castrated. So that you cannot have babies until you have a license. So I feel like you could have all of the like, and that's another like spin on it is I could have all of the like unprotected kinky sex I want as long as I'm not reproducing. The religious zealots who, you know, forego the castration. That's how they get around it is anal. Ooh. (laughs) I like it. 
I feel like there's a lot of twists. I, I love I'm just elevator pitching like <laughs> <laughs> my own feature. <laughs> yeah. For my my hopefully AVN nominated best on sex performance. Honestly, no, we should like that. I mean, even if I don't use it as like my feature film uh script, I feel like it, it's a great great story treatment that I could absolutely pitch to Brie. I feel like we could do it. I feel Hell like yeah. it's really good. And then totally put you in a non-sex role. Cause that's, that's a very fucking I, good idea. I very much picture myself as like Henry Rollins, a giant mnemonic is like the street doc. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's so much to be done with it. Speaking of movies that like involve weird fertility stuff. You ever seen Gattaca? Yes. I love Gattaca. Love Gattaca. So, like, I, I got some Gattaca vibes as we were discussing this. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. I never really realized that Gattaca was like a, I mean, like, but maybe it's because of how young I was when I saw it the first couple of times. Um, but yeah, that is, it's totally on track with that. I need another ice cube for my drink. So I'm going to go get that. You grab me a giant one while you're up. Yep. I mean, I could be a better host and go get all this shit, but I won't be. I want to stretch my legs. Boop. And now we have Allison stretching on camera. And titties. And demonetization. <laughs> <laughs> These things happen around here, folks. These things happen. I think the other thing that maybe last time is like very different from last time is fucks about who people think I am, that I um, I started going live on TikTok uh, probably a lot more since our last episode. So I got very comfortable like sharing my thoughts and talking and not monitoring myself as much as I used to. Freeing, isn't it? Oh my God, so fucking freeing. And yeah, just like starting to give so much less fucks about who people think I am. Or, or what people think about me because uh, I, I kind of figured out, like, if you have a problem with who I am, all right, like, not everybody's going to like me. That's just, that's fucking normal. Not everybody likes you either. Uh, second, the people who get to see all of me and like me anyway, love me for that. And it's really cool to find your people. I'm not trying to be Coca-Cola. I'm not trying to appeal to the masses. Exactly. I'm trying to appeal to a select few I want to be an acquired taste. <laughs> I, I feel that. I feel that. You know, I, like, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be an acquired taste, but I want to be, oh, well, let me finish this one. <laughs> I was like, this Now I feel like cool. you're making a potion. <laughs> I just need some, like, some vanilla, some other, like, fun little flavors in there. Because at oh. the end of the day. You don't really stand out or stand for... Are you all right? Ah. You mixed it. I did. I'm really bad at mixing drinks. I see did you, that. Did you see me do it? And it goes, I'll do a little more. And then I went, yeah. And I sh- if I would have been fine if I hadn't... I mean, you'll be fine now. I will be fine. There's a little more Coke. You know what I've been wanting since we've been talking? And I knew, I knew earlier... All right. So I don't know if you saw, because I had my cookie. And I ate the cookie. And I was always eating the cookie. I was like, I feel like I would enjoy this a lot more if I was a little tipsy. So I've been sitting here like, I kind of want another cookie or like a cake or something fun and tasty. So I was thinking we should order some cake. 
cake. I mean, if you know a place that's ordered delivered cake All right. at nine o'clock on a Monday. Sir, we live in Los Angeles. Yeah, home of no late night food. Baghdad Cafe that had 24-hour shawarma. Compared to other major metropolitan areas in the fucking country, LA is shit for late night food. I'm going to get us a fucking cake. Could prove you wrong. Oh, no, I'm sure you can. Canner's Deli, their bakery definitely delivers. Well, then what kind of late night food are you wanting that you can't get? Because I can get pretty much anything I want. It's not even that late. Shawarma. Shawarma? I... Chicago had a 24-hour... There's a place called Baghdad Cafe that had 24-hour shawarma. Like, sit down, fucking Mediterranean. I get shawarma in 15 minutes, bro. Because it's 9 o'clock. It ain't (laughs) 4 a.m. I want 4 a.m. shawarma. Legitimately. Legitimately. Before I ever moved out here, I had friends that were living in Venice. I came out to visit them from Chicago. And it bummed me out so much. We... Closed a bar. I'm like, all right, where are we going for food? And they're like, Denny's. Ugh. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is a major metropolitan area. What do you mean Denny's is our only fucking choice? Literally. No, that's not okay. Right. What kind of fucking cake is this? No. Ooh. Ooh. I want chocolate cake. Oh, I started my period yesterday. Oh. <laughs> That's why I want chocolate. So fun fact. Ooh. I, I have to. <laughs> why did I think you were going to like pull out a box of tampons? I'm not that accommodating. <laughs> not that accommodating. But perfect timing on something I posted on the IG today. Ooh. Ooh. This is a uterus owner's PSA. Okay. If you start your period this week, you're likely to be fertile on Valentine's Day. Do not let. Some takeout sushi and discount sales ruin your summer plans. Hey. So just perfect timing on that. I don't know. I will be at Disneyland and so therefore not having sexual relations on Valentine's Day. Why would you not have sexual relations at the most magical place on earth? I love Disneyland. I don't want to get banned from it. They have hotels nearby. They do. And I'm working the next day. So like I I got, no. You're not going to get cream pie on Valentine's Day? No. It's so depressing. He can do it. He can do it this weekend for Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, you could do both. Doesn't take that long to reload. I know it's a boy girl. I don't like doing that to my scene partners. I don't like getting cream pie like the day before. I feel like it's rude. I know I'm gonna douche before, but I also know it throws off my pH and then it smells different. And I just don't want to be that guy on set. Seems I, unprofessional. I will take your word for it. I'm just saying for the commercial holiday. You should get cream pied. Mm. I hope to cream pie someone on Valentine's Day. I don't know who yet, but. Just make sure she's not fertile. <laughs> I'm snipped. I don't care. Oh, right. I, I, I give out diet cream pies all day. Diet cream pies. I, I still haven't done this. I, I've been joking about this for at least a year and a half now. Like making a picture of me holding two cream pies. And put it on a shirt like Matt Slayer's Diet Cream Pies. Have as many as you want. Never gain a pound. Would you like any candy? They have they have just random candy. Do you want cake or candy or? I am just fat. Yeah, I'm. I want sugar. We could be fat together tonight. <laughs> oh, look at this bonding moment. <laughs> Me and alcohol, just recipe for sugar. I will always be your sugar enabler. Where is this place that they have candy and pizza? There's pizza? Yeah. Oh, they have cheesecake? Dude, 
They're fucking cheesecake. It's called whipped LA. Oh, I have tiramisu. I hate you so much I right now. I said the same thing. Do you, you so like chocolate cake? I'll share my chocolate cake. But they have lemon, giant slices of lemon bars too. Ooh. I, I feel like we might just have to like order a bunch of shit and do a weird mukbang after Let's this. Do it. <laughs> I have the gear. I mean, we can just film a weird mukbang after this. <laughs> Holy shit. They have tiramisu. They have like pizza. Well, uh, I'm good on the pizza. I, I thought it was really, I, I don't know. I might want some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I had soup and you saw my pasta was this big. No. What is Irish cream cheesecake? Does it have Bailey's in it? I, mm, I doubt it probably is Bailey's, but it's not going to like make you drunk. Well, I mean, thankfully we have other things to help with that. Well, true. But like, it's going to have like, uh, I I'm trying to make something up. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to have. All right. We're just, we are going to do a, a turtle cheesecake. Ooh, nice choice. I mean, we're just ordering a lot of random shit here and we're really just going to like beat each other fucking cheesecakes on okay. camera. This podcast has gotten weird. Uh, you know, I'm here for it. Well, I'm glad you're here for it. I, I appreciate this. You know what else I was here for yesterday? Have you were you- here yesterday? What the fuck else? What the fuck? The fuck were you doing here yesterday? <laughs> was I asleep? Yes. The f- I like watching you. At least somebody does. Okay. You've been, well, all right. So you were talking to me about the, the porn mafia on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Did you see the drama with um, the fucking photographer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I saw that too. I saw that too. That like, so that shit show, and like, I almost chimed in as someone who does photography and like does photography events sometimes. Like, what I'm doing while you're looking at the menu. Yeah, it's kind of annoying when you're not properly tagged. It's, uh, but it's not the end of the fucking world. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, if this bothered you so much, bro. Just issue a DMCA takedown and go about your day. Yeah. It bothers you that fucking much. Yeah. You know, I was feeling like a little bit, okay. Why don't uh, we explain correct. this situation to the audience? Am I, that's what I'm going to, that's exactly what I'm doing while you're looking at the menu. So uh, there is a photographer who was at AVN. After AVN, he issued, or not issued, like he just posted something on Twitter explaining that he would like girls to only retweet or quote tweet his photos, to not download them and repost them um, on Twitter or any other platform um, claiming intellectual property rights. Uh, He said, if you want to post them somewhere else or just post them without just retweeting them, to please DM him and ask permission. Um, you know, when I saw that request, I thought that it was actually kind of reasonable. I was like, I've never heard of this, but for your photos, if that's what you prefer, like I'm happy, I'm very happy to respect somebody's boundaries. Like if you've made it known and so, and I know about it, like, sure, whatever. It, no sweat off my back. Um, and we had like a lovely little interaction about it. I was like, thanks. I'm happy to add this to my like post-show routine. I just never seen a photographer speak up about it. Now, fast forward about a week to like two days ago, and bro fucking, he tweeted about Lily Bell downloading his photos and posting them to her Instagram story. Now, the kicker is that she didn't just download them and post them. She downloaded them, posted them, and tagged him. 
And he went off the deep end about it. Um, and it just, yeah, just whining like a little baby about it. And, you know, like, I, it's really hard. I want to respect people's, like, their their work and their boundaries and whatever. And I did until he, like, attacked Lily for it. I'm like, why are you singling her out? Like you said, why don't you just issue a DMCA takedown? It doesn't help you exist oh, in this industry. Yeah, now, now everybody hates him. Like, nobody's going to let him take their picture anymore because of the way he's behaving like a petulant child about all right. of this. I, like, I want to respect his boundaries and everything. And that was so incredibly disrespectful. And uh, I don't love how we as an industry, like, dogpiled on him. Um, but that's how we roll. It is how we roll. And I don't know how we still haven't learned anything from previous, like— Because the turnover is every six months. Oh, that's so fucking true. Because, like, I, you know, like, just the seeing, like, the way people were piling on him, like— I mean, I'm, not, I'm not looking to victim blame here, but if you've been around him, you should know better. Yes. And like, you know, it made me think of like, you know, August Ames, like people attacked her for her personal beliefs and things. And, you know, I just think that there are nicer ways that we can go about having those conversations with people, but we will just straight up attack somebody if they say something that we don't like. And it's a bit, it's a really big problem in this industry. It is, but. We're an industry full of hurt people. Like, I, I'm not trying to play up the stereotype. No, no, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. We're an industry full of hurt people, and hurt people hurt people. It is true. Well, there's two of us, so. What the fuck is this place? I don't know. Dude, they have beef tacos? What's a, they have peanut butter cannolis? Nachos? Why did I not order a peanut butter cannoli? Do you want a peanut butter cannoli? I mean, I already ordered a bunch of sugar, but sure. Damn, there's an all beef. I, I wanted the nachos, but they have all beef chili, and I do not eat beef. Oh, no, no, no. You, it's not one peanut butter cannoli. It's three. Well, there's two of us, so 1.5 a piece. <laughs> three mini cannolis with peanut butter. And oh, they're minis. Oh, they're minis. They're not full-size cannolis. They're minis. All right. I had one to cart. Where did you see these pizzas? <laughs> At the very top. What? The very top. Oh, now I see pizza. All pizzas, one price, up to five toppings. That sounds like a recipe for bed. Why is there a, there's a baked fettuccine pizza? I'm going to have to come over here more often because I don't have this place at my place. No, that's probably a bad idea. I don't need to gain anymore. All of a sudden, Allison's flirtation isn't fake. <laughs> that's just because you have tasty restaurants over here, Matt. <laughs> you're, like, you, you're you're inconsequential. I'm just using you for your apartment for the Classic delivery. Act. Cream sauce baked with grated Parmesan and mozzarella on top, served with garlic bread. That actually sounds. Good. <laughs> that does really sound good. Fuck, really fucking good. That does sound fuck. Baked vegetarian lasagna pizza. How? <laughs> Two layers of marinara, spinach, peas, goat cheese, mushrooms, and mozzarella served with garlic bread. Why are they, I feel like these are not pizzas? I don't think so either. I think it's, and I'm from Chicago, where like people accuse us of having casserole for pizza. That doesn't <laughs> even sound like Chicago style. But I'm I'm a little I'm scared. Like I'm I'm so curious. I know you're afraid of the unknown. Should we Should we just find out what the hard way? Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> so I mean, we're supposed to be launched off my roof at somebody. You know, that's not okay. 
Um, should we try the fed? Okay, so there's the fettuccine. Yeah, done. Okay, great. Done. Done. As much as like I want to keep discussing this, I don't feel it's great content for the audience. Or, oh, true. We can we can cut all of this out. Oh, Matt can cut all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Yes, Matt can cut all. No, they'll enjoy it once we have chocolate cake and we can give them the review of our chocolate cake. I'm going to send this episode to adult time and make them edit it. <laughs> okay. So we have a chocolate overload cake. We have a lemon bar. We have a turtle cheesecake. We have a like a D whip, just like a blizzard, but ours have so much candy. It's insane. Did you order that? No, the ghost did. The ghost did. Three peanut butter cannolis and a baked fettuccine pizza. This is so dumb. Like, thank God this isn't, and now we smoke. Like, I can only imagine what our high order would be. <laughs> like, we're just drinking, and we're making these bad choices. All right. Okay. So every, is that all correct? Everything's supposed to be in there? I mean, it's all wrong, but yes. Okay. This is all wrong. Go to check out. No, thank you. Wait, oh. do we have water here? We have water here. Yes. Okay, great. If I lose a foot over this. Autonomous vehicles are delivering nah, near that's you. That's not actually happening. What? That has never happened. I don't know. Okay. Allison, if I lose a foot over this, I'm going to blame you. That's fair. You're <laughs> like, I don't care. If I do lose a foot over it, will you come to the barbecue? Yes. Well, okay. I'm not sure my foot meat will be any good, but. <laughs> okay, the order's placed. <laughs> There's going to be so much sugar. I'm very fascinated to see what this pizza's going to be like. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you can't invite me over to drink and not expect me, to drink on my period and not expect me to want to get chocolate cake. You can't, I didn't know you were. I, you can't blame me for you adding three things <laughs> to the card. I mean, I can. I mean, I can. It, it's not logical, but I can. That's fair. And, uh, Your feel, feelings don't have to be logical. And it's not like I'm a shark. I didn't detect blood. Like, I didn't know. You can't detect blood? Not without my tongue. Interesting. I'm pretty sure all women can detect blood. <laughs> well, yeah, it comes out of you. No, 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 no. Of other women. Mm. Not, mm. not consciously, but we do sync up our cycles. Well, yeah. So. Seeing as I don't have a cycle to sync up. Mm. The only way I know is like when I remove the tampon with my teeth. Ew, have you done that? Please tell me you've oh, not yeah, done that. No! Done. Matthew! What's wrong with that? Oh, I don't like it at all. Why? Well, usually the tampon string will get kind of stuck to your skin or like in between your flaps or whatever. It was hot in the moment. Okay, I guess that's fair. But at the same, like, I don't know. That just sounds like there'd be teeth and like teeth biting down in places. No, that'd no, be scary. I mean, it wasn't just like a fucking full on yank and rip. Oh, my fingers were there too, but it's a better visual for me to just <laughs> for the sake of the story, Allison. Okay, all right. I'll yeah, I'm not a. F I'm very much on record saying I'm not afraid to get a clot in my beard. I don't like it. <laughs> You're one of the few. <laughs> Everyone else has been pretty thrilled. Well, uh, 
<clears throat> legitimately, I have no desire to be eating out on my period or if I have like any kind of pH thing. Like I know girls are just like, well, if I'm going to suck your dick, like eat my pussy. I'm like, could you not? I don't want to think about, I don't want to be self-conscious right now. I'll just suck your dick. It's fine. No, no, no. 100%. I've definitely had partners who are very self-conscious about it, but I'm so enthusiastic about it that I generally put them at ease. That's good. I like that. Like, no, uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I've talked about this too much on recently on podcasts. I think it's really hot when like I'm covered from gut to thigh in blood. Okay. It's like, oh no, no. Oh, having sex is a different story. Being eaten out while I'm bleeding is. Well, yeah. And like, that's a personal, like, it's not like, oh my God, I'm, I can't wait to eat you out on your period. It's like, no, I'm just trying to do my job here. And if it's going to make you uncomfortable, I won't do it. But, uh, you know, I will very enthusiastically run it in. Okay. Fair. And, you know, mostly like if it is actual period oral, it's like I'm mostly doing clitoral stimulation. I'm not really like really, really digging in there. Oh, reason. Fine. That makes sense. I don't want to double. Oh, I'm still on work focus. How is that possible? Oops. Because you're at work right now. Technically, Allison. I am. We both are. We, oh, right. <laughs> I I do play on my phone at work. No! Oh. Did they cancel the order? No! No! There's just items that are sold out. What's sold out? My chocolate cake. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the whole reason. Fine, we'll replace it. There's three. There's two other things. Our fettuccine pizza is sold out. I'm like, why? Do sell, Dude, I, I don't know. How do you sell out of an item that doesn't exist? Where is this place? Can we set them on fire? Yes. Okay. I mean, I probably shouldn't talk about arson. Now, now we're back to ordering. This. <laughs> All right. All right. Not chocolate chunk brown. No, I don't want the brownie. Why do you not want the brownie? Because I'm wanting the chocolate ganache cheesecake. Fair, 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 fair. Yeah, an Oreo cheesecake. There's mozzarella sticks. Do you like mozzarella sticks instead of pizza? Who is ever upset at mozzarella sticks? Mm, vegans? They don't matter. It's fair. Okay. Okay. Um, on, a, on a real note, on a real note, like, I, I've, I think I've come to the conclusion as an older dude that I don't think I can date a vegan. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because I love food. I mean, look at my body. I love food. And I don't want to like, part of what I really enjoy doing with a partner is going out to eat. Mm-hmm. And I eat a pretty meat-heavy diet. Why do they have Cheez-Its on the menu? <laughs> That's why wouldn't they have the fucking bags of Sour Patch Kids on the menu. I'm so confused at what this place is. Same, same. But like, I, I love going to like Brazilian barbecue or Korean barbecue or American barbecue. Like, there's a lot All of the barbecues. There's yeah, a lot of barbecues. There's a lot of barbecues. I like a lot of meat heavy options. In addition to that, I love traveling internationally. Mm. And there have it been really does limit you internationally when you don't. Right. And there's been plenty of places where like, I didn't know exactly what I was eating. Mm. Yeah. That would be kind of hard for a, a vegan to stomach literally. Yeah. So it's just like, there's some people in my life who was just like, Oh, I really enjoy your company. I'm attracted to you. And this seems like a silly deal breaker, but more and more I think about it, it's like, it really is. I think that's fair, especially if, you know, like you said, it's something that you really enjoy and you want to be able to do it with your partner. So, I mean, you don't have to have a justification for your deal breaker. On one hand, it's just like, 
dietary restrictions seem silly. Like there was someone else I was like kind of involved with. I guess I'm going to get tiramisu. Don't. That's not a tiramisu face. Well, there's no other. That's the most chocolate I'm going to fucking get. No, tiramisu is delicious. I don't know why you're sad. Ooh, there's white chocolate raspberry cheesecake. Get both. Get both. Okay, so the baked fettuccine, we said the mozzarella sticks? Yes. Okay. But you already have at least one open cart for the store. I know, because I... Because you fucking cancel the bullshit, you motherfuckers. What the... the uh, wait, the, uh. But yeah, like, I was kind of, like, hanging out with someone who had a lot of, like, fucking food allergies, and I was it was the same thing. It was just like, I'm not sure I could really commit to someone with food, like, massive food allergies. Okay, the turtle cheesecake, do you want to replace it or remove it? Oreo cheesecake. Or did you order the tiramisu and the? I ordered the white chocolate raspberry. Oreo cheesecake, please. Oreo cheesecake. I don't know. It, as I said, it, it seems like a, a just a silly thing to disqualify somebody for. I don't think it's silly. I really don't. Uh, cookies and cream cheesecake. Yeah. Okay. Cookies and cream is Oreos. You know, I understand, but I want to make sure that you weren't looking for like maybe there was an item that specifically said Oreo. I didn't want to order the wrong thing. Thank you for being so accommodated. If they say those things are not available. We're going to set them on fire. Yeah. I'm glad I checked because we would have just not gotten those. And then I would have been pissed because I didn't get any chocolate. I'm getting white chocolate. I don't know if that counts. It doesn't. There's no chocolate in white chocolate. But we're getting peanut butter cannolis. Oh, I know. Many ones. There's chocolate in Reese's. So what are some of your deal breakers? Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Hmm. Take another sip if you need to. <laughs> all right. Let me list off the things that were all wrong with my exes. We have enough time on the tape. <laughs> um, deal breakers. Deal breakers. Um, now, somebody who cannot hear and validate my feelings and understand that the things I'm saying are not a judgment about them, but rather what I need as a human. They're about me. Um, somebody who, like, if you have zero ambition, zero goals, like, I need, like, you cannot be okay with the status quo. I need you to be growth-oriented and forward-focused. I feel like some some, be, some people, potentially including you, might be annoyed at this. But if you are a ginormous Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan fan, that's probably a deal breaker from now on. Why would I be annoyed with that? Uh, you said some you you. Oh, because you mentioned a thing. You knew Joe Rogan's, like, fact checker dude's name. So I was like, maybe he likes Joe Rogan a lot. See, I told you I'm afraid of offending people. But, yeah, so if you're, like, an avid Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan fan, probably not. That's probably a deal breaker now. I'm just going to, that's just, you know, and that's the thing. Maybe they're not even deal breakers, but they're, like, major red flags that if you, I'm like, I think I need, like, if you have, like, three red flags, you're out. Um, somebody who's never been to therapy, you got, you got to have gone to therapy. Um, a deal breaker would be somebody who does not go to the gym at all. Um, 
Like, I'm not super fit either, but, like, again, that's kind of that, like, growth-oriented, you know, like, having ambitions. Um, I think it's all, it all just kind of falls under the same umbrella for me. Other deal breakers. <sighs> I'm very forgiving in relationships. I really am. Like, there's a lot that I can get past. Well, yeah, you don't want to offend people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... I'd say those are like my, what was that, like three? I was like. Five. Was it five? I think so. I mean, if you're counting Rogan and Peterson, it's two separate. Mm, okay, fair. All right. Rogan, Peterson, growth-oriented, gym, ambition. therapy. Lack of ambition. The growth-oriented the growth oriented is ambition, I'd okay. say. Um, and then the emotional intelligence. So that's six things. Yeah. I'd, I'd say those are like my big, my big things. I think one thing that will become a uh not a deal breaker but i think soon i will have a better idea of like if i actually want kids or not and that'll become a deal breaker if you want them and i don't or if you don't want them and i do um and <laughs> I, the odds I, ever be in your favor <laughs> right right now right now i think I think a deal, actually, I think a deal breaker right now is you definitely want kids. Because for me, I'm so on the fence that I I don't think it would be fair to a partner who really wants kids to like waste their time when I'm not sure if I want them. Because what you have someone who already has them. Oh, I, oh my God, I'd be so into that. I would be so into that because like I'm not their, I'm not their mother. Like I am their stepmother. Like I get to have the experience of like, being somebody to a child without having the mental load of this is my child. So I would be so into that. If you have kids, we meet and we date, I'm I'm about it. Um but yeah, if 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 you don't have any and you are super like I definitely want kids, um I don't want to be the like I don't want you to waste your time with me when I'm not sure yet. So what you're saying is they should meet you, knock somebody else up, come back in about 10 months. I wanted my ex-husband. Like, that was a big thing that I was having conversations about with my ex-husband was, um, especially towards the end, uh, I felt like he really wasn't, again, back to the, like, I need somebody who, like, actually hears what I'm saying and, and like, believes me and doesn't just, like, blame it on my, like, mental health issues or whatever. Um, I was saying, because, like, I'm, I'm Polly. I've been Polly. I was Polly before he met me. And I was like, I would be really into the idea of having like, you know, a, like a seven person household income, like just ha- building our own little tribe. Like I would love for you to have a girlfriend and, you know, have a baby with her. And then like, I can help raise the baby. Cause like, I don't know, like the idea, like having a, like, I love the idea of having a baby. I don't love the idea of having a child. Still one. I, I would love to actually like foster like you know a lot of people who foster don't want to foster babies because like they're a fucking lot of work I mean like I don't want to foster any of them but I would rather foster a baby before you get someone with a lot of mileage that you got to deal with exactly right and yeah so like and I just like I love I love babies and that's the thing I think a lot of people have maybe back to the the you should have a license to breed is like a lot of people want babies but they forget that those babies are going to turn into toddlers and those toddlers are going to turn into children those children are going to turn into teenagers and those teenagers are going to end up being full 
fucking grown people. And they're probably going to be assholes. And they're probably going to be assholes and you're not going to like them very much. They love the idea of kids, but you haven't even met your kid yet. You have no idea if you're going to like them. How many people do you meet in your lifetime that you don't like? A lot, a lot. And your child will probably be one of them. This you is, have to love them anyway. This is the exact reason I'm not operating. Because, mm. you know, anecdotally, I had a shit relationship with my father. He had a shit relationship with his father. We got everything? I think so. Awesome. It's going to be here in 20 minutes. Sick. He probably had a shit relationship with his father, yeah. you know, because the, then you're going back to Eastern European fucking old country shit where, you know, we were peasants and Jews and it's probably not so great. Yeah. And I wanted to get off the fucking cycle of generational trauma. Mm-hmm. So you opted to not have kids at all to stop the cycle rather yeah. than. I, I probably should have had a vasectomy years ago. Because like I know, I've known for a long time, I am an unfit father. I don't mm-hmm. want to be a father. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, that's good that you know that about yourself. I think there's a lot of people who can't admit that to themselves because it would hurt their pride too much and they end up having children and then those children suffer for it. Well, and also... So like, good for you for knowing, being also, self-aware. a lot of people, you know, because it's a societal norm to marry and have children. Yeah, one less than A lot of people can't remove themselves from those societal norms. They can't remove themselves from the expectation of their parents, the grandparents, the other people in their society that are like, no, 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 your responsibility in this world is to live comfortably, Marry someone, pump out 2.5 children. Of my life. Well, I hate to break it to you. It's your life. Like, you don't have to do what society says. That is uh, like the number one lesson I've been learning this past year is, oh, like I, like waking up almost like from, from the social norm dream. And you've been in porn for 10 years and you were still in the social norm dream, which is wild. Right? I, well, and it's, it, and it's in certain aspects of my life, right? <laughs> my therapist says, he's like, you know, like you are, you, you have some like very like traditional values and desires for your life and some like very not traditional values and desires. And I, I really think that a, a big part of that is because um, the, is it okay? Okay. Uh, I think a big part of that is just because of those social norms. Like what I actually want for myself is very different than society says is okay. That's just how the cookie crumbles. It is, but also society is still based on some expectations from the 1800s where you need to have 12 children because half of them weren't going to make it. That, and you needed them for labor on the farm. Well, yeah. Obviously, because half of them weren't going to make it. And then the other half had to do the fucking work. Like ever. No, definitely not. I love us as a species because we are both set in our fucking ways and super adaptive. It's crazy. It's the weirdest. I, I, I can't even, like, I wonder what it was like to be alive at literally any other point in history. Because things change so rapidly these days because of technology. I'm like... Has there ever been a time like we're living now? Like ever? No, definitely not. How old are you again? I'm 28. So you're 28. All right. So like, you know, I graduated high school in the 90s. I was out being a delinquent in the 90s. And in hindsight, living now, being a delinquent in the 90s was much more akin to like how the 70s looked on film and like how the 70s were captured than like being out in the world now. Mm. Me and my idiot friends in high school 
used to sneak into bars to play pool and like go to bowling alleys and like just doesn't did shit like that. We used to convince bums to buy us alcohol so we could drink in alleys. And oh my goodness. Oh yeah, like because <laughs> we didn't have the online digital world. There wasn't, there wasn't something to do. You had to go find shit to do. Right. We got into shit. We stole. We broke shit. We we got into fights. It was a whole. Mm-hmm. And that sort of world just doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. I mean, even I had like small remnants of that, like middle school, where we would just kind of like get into shit. Not, not quite to that extreme because we were middle schoolers in a suburb, but. Like, I know that that was, well, I mean, A, the, the place I grew up, I know that was like a really big problem because it was a suburb. Like, the nearest movie theater was like 15-minute drive away. So teenagers had to find something to do. So there was definitely a lot of, like, drug use and, like, drinking. Um, I wasn't involved in that because I actually went to high school kind of far, like, in like in the city. Um, so that was, like, a lot of my friends in their teenage years. But, yeah, like, it was, I feel like, I am like the youngest of the millennials. And I think that is like the main thing that sets us apart from Gen Z is like, we actually had some of the like getting into shenanigans and trouble um, during some of those formative years. But then you move into Gen Z and they really are like, everything was on the phone. Like for them, you know, they're like eight or nine. Like you can't really get into much shit because they're like, real small and then like everybody's living online now because everyone's living online there's also like a degree of her- helicopter parenting that can happen also. oh god i, I get I, it's funny because i'm like i got a little bit of getting into shit and then as i turned into a teenager the helicopter parenting started it was a very i'm, I'm in a very weird in between where i got a little bit of both and i feel like People in my, like, you know, three-year age group are, like, the most fucked up of all of us (laughs) because, like, we had – it was a very confusing way of being raised because, like, it wasn't just all, like, we were able to, like, just get into shit and it wasn't all, like, helicopter parenting. It was, like, all of this, like, kind of freedom and then all of a sudden this, like, very helicopter parenting. It was just very confusing and jarring Um, and I'm pretty sure – that th- there's there's a, a lot more backstory to it, but I'm pretty sure it's the reason I got into porn. The helicopter parenting? Mm-hmm. We were talking about neglectful parents earlier, and it's not that they didn't care. It's not that they weren't there. It's that they were neglectful emotionally, and that led me to acting out, not because I was bored, but because I had emotional needs that were being unfulfilled because they were too busy with my siblings. They were too busy with their professional lives. They had unhealed traumas of their own because they wouldn't go to therapy because they thought therapy was for broken people. And had they had the emotional intelligence to actually like give me what I needed, there's there are just you know very butterfly effect like there's so many things that probably would have happened differently and I probably wouldn't have ended up in porn and I'm not saying that it's my parents fault that I ended up in porn like I absolutely made these decisions on my own but when I look back and I look up like I think about all of the so the one thing that I always tell I've actually been an accountant you know like everybody says like uh, everything happens for a reason right and you don't know what it is yet it's just like once you get somewhere you look back oh everything had to happen this exact way in order to get here um, that, you know, I see that with, with my career in porn and I don't 
you know, like I don't hate my career. Like I love what I do, but I really do wonder how things would have been different had I had emotionally intelligent parents. So the one thing that I always tell. I've actually been an accountant. I might have actually, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Well, I probably would have been been a therapist because, well, actually, I don't know because I probably the the reason I studied psychology in in college was because I I was interested. I was trying to figure out what was wrong with me, and maybe I wouldn't have even studied psychology because there wouldn't have been as much wrong with me uh, if if they'd been different. So one thing I always tell um, fans or you know, just people on my TikTok or whatever, when they bring it up, um, you know, they always say the thing about like, oh, dad must be so proud or whatever. (laughs) Like, I'm like, uh, well, obviously, like, they're they're not happy with my job. Like, they accept me as I am and they love me as I am because that's their job as parents. And I'm not ashamed to admit, like, yeah, most parents would prefer that their kid was doing literally anything else. And that's fine. It's not their life. Exactly. It is not their fucking life. It is yours. Exactly. And it makes me happy. And the thing is, is they also ask, like, well, are you safe and are you happy? And that, that is what parents should be asking when they find out what their kid does for a living. And gosh, what? Well, no, and I and I forgot my, my train of thought again. <laughs> um, ADHD. Um, oh, the, the, the thing that I tell parents who ask me, like, how do I make sure my kid never gets into porn? How my daughter never does these things? A very offensive question to ask a sex worker, but like, I get it. I understand what you're trying to ask. There are better ways to ask it, but I understand. So if you're watching this and you're like, "Mm, what a whore. I don't want my daughter to grow up to be like this whore. Um, Stop having that kind of like mentality about it because my dad was very similar of like I like I grew up in like a very conservative conservative Catholic household. Like don't be a whore. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say that, but that was the message I got. You know, like I wasn't allowed to be a sexual being with my own, you know, like interests and like bodily desires. Like these are all very normal human functions. And Oh, you're a human? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm blown. I'm fucking blown. <laughs> But when you teach these girls that it's a bad thing to be, they get more curious. They're like, well, why? It can't be that bad. It feels good. So then they go and they like do it and explore it more. And then they're going to be more slutty. So you should embrace, like as a parent, you should embrace their sexuality, accept them as they are, teach them how to have safe sex. And because you are being that understanding parent and treating them like another person instead of your property— and t- trying to control their lives and tell them how to live and what to do, they're going to have a better relationship with you and and also get, go seek therapy for yourself if that's the mentality you have about, like, how, like, how do I make sure my daughter never does this? Um, because you probably need, like, to work on your emotional maturity so that you can understand her as an individual because then your relationship's going to be better. And when you have a better relationship, she's going to be more apt to like hearing you out on anything you have to say instead of like, okay, dad, because that's how she's going to feel when you make her feel like she's not an individual with her own sets of beliefs, opinions, and her own life. It's wild to me thinking that like, how did these human beings forget that like they probably went through similar similar situations with their parents of being like, fuck you, you're wrong. And then they turn around and like, oh, hey, I'm going to try to use the same tactics my parents used on me that didn't work. It's the dumbest, like, again, 
generational trauma. They're not breaking the cycles. And the problem, and the you know, like it's so, it is crazy. Cause like, I also, I'm like, how do you, like my, my ex, I'm like, I hope he doesn't, I don't think he listens to any of my podcasts. And he could be a big fan of mine. That would be, you know what? Maybe he needs to hear this. I've never said this to his face. So he has the best mom on earth. Like uh, being, getting divorced, like the the thing I was most sad about was losing my mother-in-law because she was like the mom I never really, like she was the mom I wanted. I had a mom, I just, she was the mom that I wanted. And his dad is very impulsive and um, not emotionally mature and they're always butting heads. Now, dad was the provider, was always out working. Mom was a stay-at-home mom, was very affectionate with her kids, very understanding, just like, Picture perfect mother, like she's, but but aunt in terms of like how she treated her kids, but she set a bad example of like kind of letting her husband kind of like, you know, steamroll over her all the time, and he would hate it when I would say like you're acting like your dad right now, Oof. because like he would be, he'd be talking to me the way like I had like observed his dad talking to his mom, and he would always say like, oh, I hate how my dad like treats my mom and whatever. Um, fuck, how did I get here? Lack of self-awareness. Oh, 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 yes. And so like when I would try to point out how he's like doing these things, it's, it's, the brain is a crazy organ. <laughs> it's, it's an organ, right? I think it's an organ. It's just We'll go crazy, with that. We're not doctors. Yeah, we're not doctors. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but it is a crazy place. Like it, is designed to protect you so fiercely that you cannot see your own behaviors. So this is where, right, because of the parents and the the repeating cycles, you're like, how do you not remember that you went through the same shit with your parents? It's because their brains will literally not let them acknowledge it without extensive therapy. It's so, like, the like I am so fascinated how our brains will create all of these stories to protect us. And I, you know, I, I I would like to point out for all the incels that are listening, like I am very aware that my brain has probably created its own stories about how like doing porn is okay in society and things like that. And that's okay. It's my life. Like my brain did this to protect me from my own choices. You don't have to make the same ones and you can let me live my life right. while you live yours. You it, know what I mean? Like, literally. How you live your life has... It's inconsequential to them. Right. Literally no effect on them. Literally. Well, they like to think I have an effect on them. I mean, clearly I have an effect on them because they sit here and whine and complain about my existence. But that's only because they allow it. Not only do they allow it, they seek it out. They interact with it. I don't know if you guys know this. The more you interact with something, the more content of it you're going to see. The algorithm doesn't understand if you like it or hate it. If you interact with it at all, it's going to keep showing you shit like that. That's a confirmation bias in yeah. an algorithm. Thank you, new viewers, for... <laughs> <laughs> also, you know I hate to do this. You know we've been doing this for over two hours, right? Have we? Uh-huh. Oh. You're just so easy to talk to. Oh. But our Aww. but our, our mukbang is on the way. Well, yeah, we can do that. I'm not kicking you out and stealing your food. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you might. <laughs> you could. I could. <laughs> That'll make Friday real awkward. Yeah, it would. I keep being like, what's Friday? I cannot think about like anything past the next day. My brain won't allow it anymore. 
Like I know what's happening like two months from now because I'm like going on a trip. But in terms of like normal shit happening this week, I could not tell you. Oh, Friday will not be normal. Fantastic. That's the kind of energy I need in my life right now. It's been rough since I've moved. Well, I'm happy to bring that energy. Perfect. It'll get weird. I promise. Great. But before that weirdness. Yes. We have to call last call. Let the people know where they can find you on the thing. Right. Um, the easiest way to find all of my shits is on my website. It's allisonrayfans.com. There's a page. It says links, I think, something like that, or my links. Uh, that's where you can find my Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, my used panties, my OnlyFans, stuff like that. Um, but if you are, I'm, I'm most active on Twitter and TikTok. So if you don't want to go to my website, my Twitter is Allison Ray XXX and my TikTok is Allison Unhinged. Awesome. Well, we're going to continue hanging off camera or back on camera when the food shows up. Cool. One or the other. <laughs> but I'm going to save myself some post work on this. Until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. <laughs>